Let's get right into these games, man. You got the Denver Broncos, a pick them at the Tennessee Titans. Why? Well, I'll tell you this. Tennessee is one of my best bets of the week here. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by it. I think Denver's offense is a real problem. They can't run the ball since they've lost C.J. Anderson. I mean, really, it's been like three yards per carry in the last three games. Now, Simeon, even when he's 100%, he's not an above-average quarterback. But now if he plays, he's going to be hobbled. And if you look at Tennessee, they are surprisingly good running the ball. They have the third most rushing yards in the NFL. Now, if we look at the Denver defense, we think, oh, they won the Super Bowl last year, all-time historic defense. Well, not against the run. Right now, Denver against the run, number 27 in the NFL. So I think a lot of things point to Tennessee having a, you know, really strong effort. This home field typically in Tennessee is not great, but this is one of the biggest games of the last 10 years for the Titans, and they're off a bye. And byes late in the season, Stephen, are especially valuable because people are beat up. I think Tennessee right around Pickham is a great bet. San Diego plus one and a half at Carolina. You know, this is one I think you got to – and I'm going to ask you because I'm fascinated – by your perspective on this, how much effort is Carolina, how much intensity do they have left? You know, this is a team that almost won the Super Bowl. This was a team that started slow, and then they came on where there was a sense they were surging, and they've lost now two straight games, and they're out of it. Well, what let me they ask ha- you this before you go on. What did you think Keekley was saying to Coach Ron Rivera on the sidelines when they gave up a touchdown pass last week? I couldn't read his lips well enough to hear what the hell he was trying to say, but he kept pointing and pointing and pointing. Do you have any idea what he was saying? My sense is Keekley's a type who's going to be playing hard regardless, right? He's on the sidelines, and, you know, he's been, you know, injured with a concussion. And the sense is, you know, I'm going to keep playing and crawl over glass no matter what. And guys like Keekley, they're special players like that. But let's be honest, most NFL players are not like that. Now, I'm not saying they don't care, right? Let's be clear. I'm not talking about dumping games. I'm not talking about not caring. I'm talking about it's Tuesday night. You just finished your film session. You could put an extra half hour in or not, but you're hungry, right? If the game next week matters, you put that extra half hour in. If it doesn't, you don't. And in the NFL, that inch or two that you get out of that can make a big difference. I question Carolina's motivation. That inch or two, you reminded me of Al Pacino in any given Sunday. <laughs> you know, I, just, I, just re-watched, I just re-watched the director's cut of that last we, week. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. <laughs> <laughs> RJ Bell right here with Stephen A. of Sirius XM, Mad Dog Sports Radio. Houston. Plus four and a half at Indy, tied six and six atop the AFC South. Your thoughts about this one? Now we talk about it every week, which is home field is worth three points, and now we've got Indy laying four and a half. So that's Vegas saying Indy is a significantly, clearly better team than Houston. I agree with that. We talked about it last week. Osweiler might be the worst quarterback in the NFL. That's hard to imagine, but I think it might be true. Colts hosting the Texans all time, 13-1 and straight up. So to me, I think Indy's the side here. I don't like laying that extra amount, but I actually do ESPN Houston every week, and those guys, they feel like the team is, even though they're competitive in theory in the division, there's not a sense of a lot of optimism internally. I like the Colts. Cincinnati Bengals minus 4.5 at Cleveland. Is it possible 
that RG3 could lead the Browns to their first victory of the whole season against this team? I like the Browns. And I hate RG3. I don't hate him as a person. <laughs> I hate him as a player. But I do like the Browns this week. And man, oh, man, is there ever a lesson that the NFL is a contrarian sport? Meaning if you want to win in Vegas, you got to be contrary to the typical thinking. Here's an example. Winless teams in the second half of the season. If all you did the last couple decades was play every winless team against the spread in the second half of the season, you'd be 50 and 22 against the spread. 65%. I mean, how good is that? And there's even a better trend, Stephen, in this game. If it's a winless team 0 in 5 or worse that has extra rest, now, what does that mean, extra rest? Well, they're reading the local paper, they're listening to talk radio, and they're hearing they're horrible and how bad they are, and it's an embarrassment. They usually come out that next game, and remember, Cleveland's off a bye here. They come out that next game and play super hard. Teams in that situation, 23-5 and five against the spread. 23-5, and five, I'm taking the Browns plus five as one of my bets. When we talk about RG3, do you believe that RG3 is finished as a starting quarterback in this league? Because I do. I believe he's finished as a starting quarterback above replacement level. Right. right? There's there's all these uh, replacements. I'm again, talking about being handed the job. I know anybody can come in and end up starting because somebody gets injured or somebody's so bad, let's try to back up or whatever. I'm talking about you're the guy we want. You're our starting quarterback. I think in that position his career is over in that regard. I do. And what's fascinating to me is he had one of the best rookie seasons in NFL history. I mean, people forget that now. If you look at those stats, they were shockingly – he won the Rookie of the Year over Andrew Luck, as you remember. So to, Dak Prescott-like. Well, yes. And the question is, how much of it was once – the other teams got film on him. They knew how to beat him. And that's something that happens all the time. A rookie quarterback will come in, do well for half a season. Then they see, oh, he can't make this throw. Oh, he can't make that throw. And they start to adjust the defenses. Or is it the physical side? Because nowadays, remember, you know, I'm in my 40s. You're, you know, about that age, Stephen. Is there's a sense back in the day that someone might get hurt and never play again. You know, Gail Sayers, obviously that's before our time. But – Nowadays, there's a sense that no matter what injury you have, it's just a year and you're going to be back. But I think we're seeing in some cases when the speed and quickness is your main skill set that when you just certain injuries, these guys just don't come back from. RJ Bell right here with Stephen A. Sirius XM, Mad Dog Sports Radio. Pittsburgh Steelers minus three at a frustrated Tyrod Taylor on instigating Rex Ryan and the Buffalo Bills. Your thoughts? I think there's a debate in Vegas, I know there is, about Buffalo's motivation here. On one hand, losing that game to the Raiders when they were leading last week, it felt like a gut punch that some teams wouldn't come back from. On the other hand, if they win out, there's a chance they could make the playoffs. And also there's a sense they're playing for Rex Ryan's job. So I guess my question to you is, how hard do you think the Bills are going to play this week? I think they're going to play very hard. I don't think they believe their season is finished. And more importantly, uh, Tyrod Taylor is frustrated because he's taking a lot of heat. I think he's going to try to respond to Khan, and I think the Steelers had better be ready. And here's what I'll say as a Pittsburgh fan, which lets me objectively look at the team, but I do deep dives with them. I think when Pittsburgh has to win, they might be right now the fourth best team in the NFL. You know, Pats, Dallas, Seattle, Pittsburgh would be my list right now, and Vegas agrees with that. But I think Pittsburgh under Tomlin, when they 
can lose a game and it not be a catastrophe, they tend to come out flat. And to me, that's an indictment on Tomlin, but it's just true. I don't feel like Pittsburgh feels like they can win, they can lose here. I mean, they could and still make the playoffs, but, man, it would be a catastrophe. So I think whenever Pittsburgh has this kind of motivation, I tend to look to play on them. So I would lean on Pittsburgh here. But the line has gone up. Pittsburgh was a one-point favorite on the road. It's up to three now. So I'm not anxious to lay three, but the money has been on Pittsburgh. How did Arizona go from a plus two-and-a-half to a minus two? At the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, this is fascinating. If you look at their record, it's like, okay, this team, you know, not a great team at all. Dolphins have won, what, six out of seven, right? They just lost the last game, but they had a long win streak before that. And the betting market has bet Arizona heavily. I think there's a couple reasons. One, injuries on Miami's defense. The offensive line's been beat up. Pouncey's out this week, which is a big deal at center. But the defense, now last week they gave up Miami 380 yards against Joe Flacco. Now, personally, I don't think that's good, but it's still Flacco. He you know, won a Super Bowl, pretty good quarterback. The week before, though, they gave up 280 yards passing to Kaepernick. There's no way to explain around that. This Miami D is trending down, especially their defensive backs. On the other hand, you look at this Arizona team, even though the record isn't good, that last win, the win last week has energized this team, and I think they're looking to play really, really hard, and I expect that. For, so I do like Arizona here. One last thing about Miami. One of the worst home field advantages in the NFL. They're especially bad in December. Dolphins at home in December, 5-19 and 19 against the spread. Chicago plus nine at Detroit. Either the Detroit Lions are being highly respected by Vegas or Vegas has no respect for the Bears. Or both. <laughs> and I think mm. both both is absolutely correct. And here's the thing, though. What Vegas professionals do is a profile team. So what does that mean? It means what situation do they like to bat a team in? As a big favorite, as a big dog, in a close game? Detroit is the type of team that you don't want to lay a big number with. And in this case, as you said, over a touchdown. Why? Except for last week, they've trailed in the fourth quarter of every game this year. So they've done exceptionally well coming back and throwing from behind. But because Detroit struggles running the ball offensively, if they do get a lead, they have trouble keeping it. So to me, I think Detroit's a little underrated, and I've played them a good bit this year, but I feel like that laying over a touchdown is not the spot you want to be on the lines. RJ Bell right here with Stephen A. Mad Dog Sports Radio, our resident handicap out of Vegas. New Orleans plus three at Tampa. Talk to me about this one. I want to tell you how amazing this Tampa recent streak has been. They have won four straight games as – an underdog. That's only the 10th team since 1989 to do that. So think about that. Four straight when Vegas says you're supposed to lose. Super impressive. If you had got 100 bucks and bet on them to win each of those four games and let your money ride, you literally would have won over $6,000. 100 to win 6000 So it tells you how amazing the Bucks have performed. And to me, the reason, we can give Winston a bunch of credit, and I am very optimistic about him long-term at quarterback for Tampa. But check this out. Running back Doug Martin, not a huge name. When he's on the field for Tampa, 
Winston throws for 8.4 yards of play. When he's not on the field, Winston throws for six yards of play. So literally, when the running back, the starting back, is in for Tampa, over 40% more yards per play when Winston throws the ball. To me, that's something you aren't hearing anyone talk about very much, but I think that's what's made Tampa so effective in what these last Ev- four games. Evans or Jameis? Uh, say it again? Evans or Jameis? Who are you giving credit for that to? I, you know, I think it's got to be the quarterback, right? Because obviously yeah. Evans is catching some of the balls, but, but I mean, he spread them around. So, But I do think having a solid wide receiver is a big advantage, too. So, And I also think, and you know this very well, Stephen, when an NFL team gets momentum, until that momentum is broken, it's very meaningful. It doesn't matter. Like even the Raiders, right? The Raiders, I thought, and I've been saying it on the show, one of the luckier teams this year winning all those close games. Yep. And now that the momentum is broken, my sense is you might see a real swoon from the Raiders. Well, right now, the Bucks have a ton of momentum. I expect it to continue. And on the other side, quickly with the Saints, I mean, they were still in the playoff hunt last week. Now they lost that game. It's a dream crusher. I think the Saints might really be down. I like Tampa Bay. Why are the Washington Redskins a pick against the Philadelphia Eagles at the Philadelphia Eagles? I tell you this. If you look at Cincinnati, they lost three straight games. And then they dominated Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia's lost seven of nine straight up. And the defense looked really bad. I mean, if you look at the Bengals right now and their lack of weapons with A.J. Green out and and Bernard out at running back, the fact that the Eagles gave up so many yards and points was shocking when it comes to the defense. I think Philly is a team that Vegas has just really downgraded. Well, I think the offense is so awful that it puts too much on the defense and they can't handle but so much. I think that's what's happened with Philadelphia. And I think, obviously, the shine is off Wentz. And the question is going to be... It's not his fault. He's got to have somebody to throw the football to. And the question is going to be is... Will, is this a matter of they got film on him and he's not going to ever be the same as he was early? Or it's about them is getting a receiver. Just they the got to get, get somebody other than Jordan Matthews. Plain and simple. Seattle, minus three at Green Bay. Love the Packers here. Love the Packers. You know, we've I don't. been. Uh, well, <laughs> let me try to convince you. We've been talking about Aaron Rodgers and a lot of question marks, I think, over the last few weeks. But, man, oh, man, he's played really well lately. He has his running back, Starks, back. Now, if you look at the stats, Starks' stats are not very good. But, again, it's that example. When they now the defenses have to account for him, he is a professional running back. They have to account for him. And that plus Jordy Nelson, 16 catches the last two weeks. If you look at Aaron Rodgers over the last seven games, 19 touchdowns, three interceptions. Think about that. A guy that everyone's complaining about, 19 and 3. Here's the stat of the week. And you're going to say, RJ, you know, I've reconsidered. All right, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Green Bay at home in December with Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay at home in December, Aaron Rodgers. 14, 14 and one. straight games mm-hmm. he's won in December. 14 straight. So what? Oh, okay. If the home underdog that's won 14 straight doesn't convince you, I'll concede. <laughs> Dallas, minus three at the Giants. That's even, isn't it? Uh, no, because remember, Dallas is the road team here. Yeah. So yeah. what that's yeah. saying, you know, the home team three means they're even teams. In this case, they're saying if this game were in Dallas, it'd be like a nine-point spread. 
So, mm. I mean, it shows you the amount of respect there is for the Cowboys right now. And I think it's justified. Obviously, they've won a lot of games. Obviously, they've cashed a lot of tickets, which is even more important in Vegas. To me, I actually like the Cowboys here. Here's why. Late in the year, I think before the playoffs, we're going to have to talk about how motivated is Dallas, especially if they get that number one seed locked up. But this is the only team that's beat them, and it's a division rival. So I think you're going to see like this super-focused effort from the Cowboys. And I also think that that 10 days of rest off the Thursday night game is especially important for a team with two key rookies. We often hear about the rookie wall. They get tired at the end of the year. I think 10 days rest is especially important, so I think Cowboys are the right side. Baltimore Ravens plus seven at New England. Aren't y'all giving Baltimore, I'm sorry, New England a little bit too much respect here? Well, I tell you, Vegas still thinks New England's the best team in the NFL. They, here, I know this sounds surprising. New England, Dallas on a neutral field today, New England would be favored. How? Does, well, Vegas thinks they're better. I mean, quite simply. And I know a lot of people would disagree with that. But there's just a ton of respect when it comes to Vegas for the Pats. But I will say this. I do like I, I like Baltimore getting seven. Here's why. One, Baltimore, last five games in New England, has covered four of them and pushed once. They haven't lost once against the Vegas number, and they actually won straight up two of those games. So New England at home has such a reputation. The fact Baltimore's not going to be scared of it, I think, is meaningful. And number two, with Brady hobbled, not 100%, I think Belichick's going to make this a conservative, grinded-out game because every time Brady goes back to pass, especially if it's not a short pass, there's a chance he's going to get hit. And Baltimore has has a heck of a defensive line, a heck of a rush, and if he gets hit, he could be out for the season. I think it's going to be a very conservative game, and whenever it's conservative, getting seven points is very attractive. I lean towards Baltimore.